Welcome to Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I'm Roger. And I'm Dusty. My brothers and sisters in Christ join us every Thursday as we work out these three perspectives in our everyday lives. Roger, I am excited that we have this guest back tonight. We have had uh, her on previous podcasts. She does amazing ministry work. She's been doing it formerly since uh, 1999. And um, this is the topic that we're going to talk about tonight is recovery and healing from abortion. And this is a topic we've discussed before on the podcast, abortion in the Catholic Church abortion, um, how destructive it can be, etc. This is a person who is near and dear to my heart. She is someone I go to even personally when I have questions about um, some of the things that she's doing, some of the retreats she's holding, etc. I've, I've recommended a, a couple of friends to attend, um, and I know we're going to get into all of that. So why don't we welcome Marianne Parks. Hi, Marianne. Hi, nice to be here. Great Thanks to have for- you on again, as Dusty said, has alluded to many times. This is, I think you're our most frequent guest, if I'm not mistaken. I could. It's you and Brother Brandon Berg, so that's great company that you're in. Thank you for coming on the show. This yes. will be a this will be a happier one, a happier oh, a happier uh, one than than the ones we've done before, which were oh. just you know mind blowing and eye opening and everything. We got so much feedback. You have a, an incredible way of dealing with this subject and and really getting down to the roots of what our Catholic uh, faith thinks about abortion and um, all the the talking points we hear from the other side, you you really enlighten us. So we're looking forward to it. Um, So let's jump right in. First of all, there are a lot of people who need recovery and healing after having participated in the act of abortion and we're not talking about just women either are we equally men and women yeah and definitely. you have been doing this for quite a while what do you see why why do we need this type of ministry in the catholic church well uh it impacts everyone we are a post-abortive church it impacts priests they've lost parishioners they've lost children of parishioners they feel like failures because they haven't been able to prevent abortion um there they've been in some cases they're afraid to deal with things priests need healing people in ministry need healing uh, families every family has lost somebody There is a healing grace in confession, but even Jesus tells us that healing grace is not available to us unless we have done some work ourselves, done some certain things that we'll talk about that are required for us to have peace. We do have forgiveness when we go to confession, but people go to confession a thousand times and they never feel better. They never feel peace, even when they do. Abortion is something that's a social thing, um, and it impacts you in in many ways that we'll go into. Um, so you can't just heal alone. Everyone needs it. Every family has lost somebody. Every family has seen some member of their family kind of uh, go south in a way, and they didn't perhaps know why, because it was the aftermath of abortion. So you're saying that confession alone doesn't bring peace. It brings peace. It brings God's forgiveness and his peace, but people don't feel it. That peace does not overflow into their minds and hearts and psyches and emotional life because there are blocks there. And one of the things we we do on our retreat is remove the very simple blocks by doing the things that Jesus tells us we need to do in order to receive the peace of God. What it kind of sounds like to me is what I'm getting. I'm hearing exactly what I believe and the church in its its many um, wonderful teaching teaches that we are not just souls. We are not just bodies. We are body soul composites. And 
the church all day will tell you pray, go to church, and that is great. Receive the Eucharist in a state of grace. All of that is wonderful. But the church will also say you also need body. If you need to go to therapy, go to therapy. If you need medications and that's something you discerned and with your doctor and you prayed on, then that may need that may be the route. So that's what I'm hearing is that we're not just spirits. We're not just angels. We have bodies. And and there there, there is an actual heresy called angelism that mm-hmm. Catholics are prone yes. to where we escape into devotion when really after abortion, there's a lot of things we need to face. And the two main things that follow abortion are denial and anger, because it's something that no one wants to look at. And yet everyone um, has been injured. So they're, they have anger inside, but you're absolutely right. It, 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 our religion is incarnational and we have to be willing to look at what happened in the flesh, what happened to us, what have we done to other people? What have other people done to us? We have to be willing to deal with reality. Jesus says, Hey, if you're on your way with somebody who offended you, you, you got to make, you got to make a deal with them. But I did want to say that someone else needs healing besides the post-abortive. All the people that minister in the church, that no matter what they're ministering to, whether it's homelessness or sick, visiting the sick or um, addiction or marriage ministry or engaged encounter, no matter what they're dealing with, they are dealing with post-abortive people. And the abortion rises up whenever some crisis or some important moment comes to the fore. Um, and especially if they're sick or injured or traumatized, the, the whole issue rises up again. And we have proliferated all of these ministries in the church to deal with people's grieving and their pain and their this and their that when underneath it, what's driving it are the injuries from abortion. So everybody that works in ministry needs to understand what abortion does and how to address it. So it's not just the people who participated, the women who participated, or even the men who participated in abortion. It's more than that of who needs healing. It's, more it's expansive then right oh my gosh it's grandmothers it's friends i've known friends of people who felt that they didn't say the right thing and then carried guilt all their lives uh because their friend had an abortion because relationships change drastically after abortion that people don't mean to do it but they do so everyone's been affected so yes you're right women who have had abortions uh believe many of them, that they've committed this unforgivable sin. And so as a result, many of them have stayed away from the Catholic Church, from the sacraments their whole lives. Yeah. After an abortion, or perhaps as a teenager, they've heard about the penalty of excommunication, uh, all, all these negative things, these really Fear. sad sort of, yeah, fearful, shameful things, right? But uh, I believe uh, Pope John Paul II Uh, did something important. He reached out to women lovingly and compassionately who had an abortion in his encyclical letter, Evangelium Vitae, the gospel of life. Are you Mm. familiar with that one, Marianne? Yes. Yes. And he actually outlines the steps of recovery in paragraph 99 of that. Yes, it is wonderful. It applies equally to men. And interestingly, He learned about abortion was common in Poland, of course, under communism. But what he did for this letter was he asked for stories from the United States and he received thousands of them and he read them all and he understood what abortion does to people. And he addressed it. And it's so beautiful because he says you have to face, you have to realize that it was a shattering wound You have to look at the factors you have to, and we can go through this a little bit later, but there's more to it than just you. Mm. There's the society you're raised in. There's all kinds of people influencing you. You need to know what your true guilt is. Most people carry too much guilt, but there is, there is a new thing. It's kind of old fashioned that people feel so bad and stay away from the church. A lot of people now think, well, I can get an abortion and, and put it behind me. I'm just going to go do it. And then they'll come back and they'll just be hyper-religious in the church. But you can't just have an abortion and put it behind you. It doesn't, you can't leave it behind. It's like a big ball and chain you're dragging through life. 
and it affects everything. Yeah. yeah. What do we do? What do the women do if they feel that ball and chain? How can you break those chains with, of course, with Jesus Christ, but what else, what are the practical things we can do? How do you heal? Well, uh, the first question to ask is what are, what are they healing from? It's a psychological trauma. It's an existential trauma. It's a social trauma. It's Very a family true. trauma. And it is a loss that involves many losses. It's a traumatic loss. And it is the unmentionable loss that is not grieved because it can't even be, it is denied. Most people after abortion may think I've done something wrong, but they don't think that they've lost a child. So you have to very gently bring these things out. And using John Paul II's paragraph 99 from Evangelium Vitae is a beautiful way. It should be in every bulletin every day. You know, it, it's a beautiful way to reach out to people uh, because it's so encouraging. The denial and anger, as I said, are the two main effects of abortion because they're the coping mechanisms to deal with all the other effects. And uh, men uh, suffer a lot from anger that they it plays out in their workplace and in their relationships and subsequent relationships. But I know you've all you've you all have addressed that many times. We won't talk about the effects. The good news is that you don't have to go to a therapist and take some pills and go to another therapist and go to a doctor. You don't have to do that to heal from abortion because the essence. If you deal with the essence of abortion, with what it essentially is, um, everything else kind of evaporates. It's just beautiful to see. Um, people can have wounds from childhood, and then they have an abortion, and then they multiply those wounds with addictions and, and all kinds of misbehavior and traumas, and they multiply everything. But if they get the abortion addressed, the abortion is what ties it all together because it's the worst. It's it's just the absolute uh, worst internal wound a person can experience. So what is abortion in, a, in essence? It's the denial of another person. It's the refusal to accept another person. It's a break. It's a break between you and your partner, a break between you and your parents, but it's a break between you and the child inside you. So how do you heal a break? You reconcile. So you make peace. So essentially what we do in our retreats is to help people make peace. They face reality, they face the truth about what happened to them, who, what they did to people, what people did to them, how to forgive, and we help them learn to find to accept that they were injured. It's not just all on them, that other people hurt them. And um, we help them finally make peace with other people, including the child. And Jesus said, he who welcomes the child welcomes me. And that is the essence of recovery from abortion is that when you are totally, really free to accept your child as a living being now with God, then the wound is healed. Well, uh, the love in which the Holy Father reached out to women who had this abortion, uh, the unconditional love which the church and the pro-life community surround her may be evidence of a true Christian charity. There's a, obviously Project Rachel, which is available as far as I know, still widely in, in many, many dioceses. You have a lot of experience with that, Marianne. But, you know, we, we also have you on because we have some, you have uh, at least uh, one or two uh, upcoming retreats, and it gets a little tricky. You were explaining to me that that getting the word out about these retreats, uh, some people may feel shame. They may not want to know, they might not want people to know that they're going to these retreats, et cetera. So uh, assure them that, that that everything is handled confidentially. You don't even know the name of the retreat until you act, or the place of the retreat where, until you sign up. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. All right. So in our short in our show notes, we're going to put some information where you can sign up for the retreat. But then you will be contacted later as the retreat, I would imagine, gets closer, and then you can show up um, if if that's usually how you handle it. Well, I, that's how I used to handle it. But now uh, someone else is sponsoring the retreat. Another organization is sponsoring it. Okay. And so they do they do the intake. Um, okay. 
And, uh, and but they do it with care. They, they do it carefully with privacy. They do it so. very confidential, very confidentially, and they they will tell you where the retreat is going to be held um, when you sign up. But the organization is called the Alexander House, and they okay. do a lot of f family healing. Um, when are know. when are those dates coming up at Alexander House for the next retreats? The next one is uh, is Saturday, November fifth. Okay, so that. that's coming up real quick, and yeah. and we'll have that on our show notes. You can look on our links underneath uh, where you can go with that. Veteran pro-lifers uh, who have worked really hard to what they call rest, save babies, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I sometimes I think the tactics need to be uh, more f focused on, on uh, yeah, amended, that's a good word. Uh, focused on the the woman and the man and finding out and finding out what their issues are and not just basically I had I had a girl once who went to a crisis pregnancy center and they gave her money and diapers and all bunch of stuff but she was a mess uh, and she told me later she had three more she had three abortions after that because they never helped her change her life because they were interested only in saving the baby well that's wonderful we should save the baby. The fact is that many pro-lifers, uh, that many babies don't get saved, and veteran pro-lifers are haunted by their failures. They need post-abortion healing. And that's why you asked why it was difficult to get the word out. So many people in the church are post-abortive. And like I said, one of the main effects of abortion is denial. So people will simply turn the switch off when they see anything about abortion. They can't help it. And, and denial just, has they, has effects on the psyche. It has effects on your life. It has effects on the church. Even this yes. is something that and probably lasts for a long, long time as well, right? Oh yes, oh yes. People who work in retreats should be familiar with how to deal with abortion because I've been familiar with some very common retreat formats, and people get up and say, "Well, I had an abortion, but I learned from it." You know, it was the mm. best thing that ever happened to me. It was in God's plan. Abortion's never in God's plan. Yeah, you and, hear that a lot. <laughs> you hear that a lot. Yeah, because people are trying to feel better. They're yeah. trying to make everything right. Um, but for recovery, you it can't just be the, the outreach has to be honest. And I think one of the best ways that you could do outreach is to have a little bulletin insert or something which outlined the effects of abortion. Mm. Because most people don't know that the life they've been living for the last 5, 10, 15, 25, 30 years is the aftermath of abortion. That's it's a good not point. normal yeah. life. It was yep. caused by the abortion. And when we have a, and one of the things we do in our retreat is we have an hour of just, these are the effects of abortion and these are why. This is why it's it not happened. talked about. It, it's natural. It's yeah. natural, physiological, brain chemical, psychological yep. reactions to trauma and all kinds of things. And we do that and people, light bulbs go off. People are like, oh, well, that's why I've had anxiety mm. all my life, or that's why I have this, or that's why I have that. Even from a spiritual standpoint, it has to affect you greatly. Of not course, living, yeah. Not living in, let's say, perfect harmony or grace with God, yeah. because you have this well, this baggage, right? Well, many people are living in in grace with God, but they're living carrying terrible baggage and burdens, but they feel like they need to carry those burdens because that's their atonement. I see. And they develop a kind of a false spirituality of, uh, yes, of sorrow and self-flagellation. It's, it's not the spirituality that John Paul II talks about, which is accepting the gifts of mercy. And then you're going to have troubles in life, but you don't need to hold on to troubles because you think um you deserve them <laughs> you know that's a really but, good point and a lot of this it sounds like the causes i mean we've talked about this a little bit before the attitudes yeah. towards pregnancy the the conditioning that people are going through the 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 family dysfunctions that exist in our society and in certain classes uh, even of people contraception 
uh, uh, all of these things push a person oh, to yeah. go and get oh, an abortion. Contributes. We are so pro-life in the Catholic Church unless it's one of our own. Mm. You know, unless, uh-oh, unless it's our, our family. It's right. it's then, then it's a different story. But even that's changing. Roger, you, you know a lot of people that have leadership positions in our church in different communities, and they're proud of the fact that they stand separate from the church and their opinions that abortion should be legal. I kind of got uh, quote unquote, you know, called into the principal's office recently. Um, and so, yeah, no, there definitely is a, a pro site element, a pro choice element in the church that, that has a stranglehold. And I'm trying to navigate how to deal with that. As in, I hear a lot of, we got to walk with them. We got to walk with them. We can't, shame them we can't do this and which i get um and then at the well, same but, time but we do you liberate a prisoner or do you go sit in jail with the prisoner mm -hmm. i don't know that's a difficult is it chapo like if it's el Ch i don't know that's a diff i don't that's a difficult one i don't have to think about that i don't know if you have the key to the jail cell we set the captive free we don't walk in there and sit down and say oh it's fine okay i get what you're saying okay now i get it yeah yeah well you let them go you just let them out yeah there you go Exactly. I get what you're saying now. Okay. So, uh, excuse my idiocy, my idiotic. Yeah, and no, I get exactly. I get the analogy now. No, yeah, yeah. You let them out. You don't, you don't sit in there, walk with them. You don't get in and the you cage. Don't, you don't, you get don't the let them out by saying, oh, you did a terrible thing here. Let me help you. Yeah. You know, no, it's, you find out where a person is. You first, you let people know what the aftermath of abortion is. You let people know that there's nothing. God's love covers everything and God's mercy covers everything. But that aside from receiving God's mercy, they, they deserve healing. God yeah. doesn't want them to suffer. No. God doesn't want them in secret misery. No. God wants no. to deliver them and free them. And do you know what? They get so delivered and free that from the morning of the retreat to the afternoon, to the, it's, we, there's no place for weekend retreats there. So we do it all in one long day. Yeah. Their faces change completely. Wow. Wow. That's People incredible. are so delivered of trauma and grief, and they've had such turnarounds that you don't recognize them. To witness that, that must be amazing to witness the journey of that face changing, the 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 poverty of the, the, the hurt and, and the guilt and all the stuff that you were talking about. To see the journey of that must be amazing. I definitely so do feel like the, the church, um, not the whole thing, but there are elements of the church that protects the pro-choice um they come down harder on people who are trying to speak to orthodoxy versus you know the father james martins and all that but but here's the compassionate view of that most of these people have been affected by abortion yeah many yeah. of them have had abortion yes and they are they are trapped in their denial yeah. and their fear and they're it's I mean, you would not want to wake up tomorrow morning and realize that you had backed out over your two year old. Yeah. In the car. Yeah. Now, most people that have abortions are not really clear on what's going on. Mm -hmm. The only person that's really clear is the doctor. And, and yes. he's usually so he or she are usually so numb and detached yeah. that it takes a major event to wake them up. But most people don't aren't really clear on it. And they're not I believe that. They don't want to get clear because you're in every instinct in you says, no, yeah. that can't happen. That could not have happened. That can't be. I can't face that. It's a myth. Uh, you know, the whole movement of shout your abortion. I mean, there are no, get me wrong. There are some evil people out there that really like I had five abortion and I'm proud. There are there's that's very small, though. The whole shout your abor abortion movement is very small. Well, we have uh, dark forces in our yeah. society now that thrive, that. On, thrive on abortion. They thrive on children. They thrive on uh, ruining innocence. Modern and, day Moloch. Yeah. Yes. Um, and we, but, you know, it might help people to realize the first Christians came out of a society that routinely yeah. aborted. The Romans. And they, and they became good Christians. Yep. The yeah. Jews very often during Old Testament times, uh, sacrificed their children. Wow. And, and I mean, the early church had to teach, as we mentioned once in 80 or 90 AD, the Didache had to say, no, you can't yeah. do abortion. You can't do chemical abortion even. But here's one thing that keeps people 
IVF. You say mm. contraception's a problem. Oh, aren't you pro-life? Don't you want IVF? No. Yeah, for that's every, also against. For every, for every child. For, well, the reason it's against is what's important. For every child that's created or that is enabled to be created in IVF, many die. Yeah. And I actually had yeah. a lady tell me once, oh, it's okay. She, she was leading a Catholic ministry. That's what God I, wants, right? Did she say that? She said, hmm. she said, oh, my doctor was very pro-life. He kept all his babies frozen. Oh, that's him. not. Oh, that's better. Just that frozen way. in a container, perpetually <laughs> frozen until you come into the future, like some type of Terminator or something. And like, yeah, no, that's not even better. That's not much better. Well, you know, the drive to have children is very strong, and you have compassion on people who can't. Um, but we need to have some limits. Limits are compassionate. They keep us from hurting ourselves. Nobody's old a child. Yeah. Nobody's old that, which is very hard. I want to go back to one thing you were saying, because, yeah, no, that is true. It's like, we got to be like those people. We got to fight back because like, you know, the King Solomon, what he comes in and 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 he has with all these many foreign wives and these foreign wives turn him to foreign gods. You kind of alluded to that, the, the Jews sacrificing. And so yeah. uh, when the king turns to these foreign gods from his foreign many wives, he starts, they start implementing child sacrifices against. Yeah. Cause in the whole time, the guy was like, don't do this. But then all of a sudden now you have in the old Testament, you have some of the Jews coming out and you have them sacri sacrificing child. And that's, it, it's, it wasn't meant to be like that. Guys like, what are you doing? What are the barriers, Marianne, that exist? Why, why can't we get more people uh, to sign up for some of these retreats? Yeah. Is it just a lack of knowledge that they exist? Uh, what can we be doing? Yeah. There's, uh, there, it's very, outreach is difficult because um, many parishes um, don't, people don't want to talk about it or mention it, you know. Mm. So outreach can be difficult, but there's also that people are very locked in shame and denial. They say it takes three to five exposures to post-abortion information before. It used to be seven to 10 years it took to break denial. It's not like that now. People are more fragile now. Sometimes they'll want to, I used to get calls like within a couple of weeks, um, but um, which is a difficult situation when someone has just recently aborted, their body has to go through some, some recovery too before you, they can do a retreat. But um, there's that and there's people are afraid, oh, I'm gonna know somebody somebody's going to recognize me i can't say this out loud but the wonderful thing is within 10 minutes of coming to retreat everybody is so relieved because actually since denial this crushing denial has kept people kind of in a locked in syndrome for so long finally being there and talking about it is such a relief that they very soon don't care so it's like saint paul saint paul freely talked about he bragged on how bad he was because he was bragging on how good God was to him. Right. So eventually we have to get that way where we can, like the Protestants do, give our testimony. You know, I used to be an alcoholic, white beating gambler or whatever, but the Lord saved me. Yes, we need to be proud of how God saved us. And in order to do that, sometimes we need to say what he saved us from. And at least in a confidential environment at our retreats, everything's, left there everything is confidential and um and since everyone's dealing with the same thing everyone has the same interest in keeping it confidential whereas and there's in no there's no exposure to this like there's no like you said all you hear about from our culture is how good it is and how okay it is and from the other side of how evil it is which again it's an evil act but you don't hear that what, what you're speaking about is like somewhere in the middle not somewhere in the middle as it's, oh, when, you know, it's, it's when vague, you hear, vague and stuff. No, that's not. When you I'm hear saying. a 23-year-old girl say, if I had known, if I had known what it would, what it was going to do to me, I would never have done it. If I'd known what it was, I would never have done it. It's like people are rushed. They're in a crisis. They're pushed by other people. They go through this. It's like an assembly line. And then they wake up and they, they feel that life is over. But if they knew ahead of time that abortion will hurt you in these ways, then they wouldn't do it.
There's not so a lot of resources like that in the church now. There, there's well, really not. It's either there's there's the information is there, and I've tried to make it available to the church, but the ch some people in the church have the idea of we don't want to make people feel bad, so mm -hmm. we shouldn't yeah, talk about. But they already feel bad. We're yeah. saying, oh, look, this is why you feel bad. Look what abortion can do to you. Not only will that prevent the 14-year-old from having an abortion once she realizes uh, the, the medical and psychological effects, uh, once they have that data, they're less likely to do it. What I see, it's what I see, and I don't get this from 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 people, and then and even in the church, it's almost like that. Just let them make their mistakes, and I get that we have free will, but it's like, wait a minute, we need to be present. We need to give them the good resources. We need to talk about this. But they're like, oh, they don't want to feel bad. Walk with them. Don't shame them. But no, it's like, where's your compassion? for them that's not compassionate you're you're trying to save them from the horror that's lying ahead and saying well just let them make their mistakes god give no to me that's cruel that that's not a good thing it's like where's you know, your compassion for them the, the church I'd, I'd like the name of your program faith reason and geekdom we have the faith reason we use in our retreat a lot we good. sort out culpability it's very liberating to people to understand real culpability and how it differs differs from uh, morbid guilt, psychological guilt, and survivor guilt. But real culpability, you also sort out who else is at fault and how much responsibility do I bear. And it and very often it's quite liberating to people. Um, what was I talking about before? So the geekdom. What's the geekdom? What's oh, the geekdom and the part? geekdom. <laughs> yes, the we do reason. And remind me, I want to do one little exercise with you. The right. geekdom is you. We we have to bypass the normal channels. We need technological ways. Oh, there you go. Get this information out there. Yeah. Okay. Know, whatever they are, whatever social platform you can, the media, to whatever it information is. out there. There's an organization called mm. Natural Womanhood. Natural Womanhood is a wonderful secular organization that started by a Catholic guy that educates women and men and couples on the harms of artificial birth control and the benefits of natural family planning. And it's a totally medical psychological relationship approach. And, but it's so beautiful and, and it really helps people wake up. Truth heals people. The Catholic church teaches that grace builds on nature, right? So you have to find the good thing in nature. We can't start off with saying, oh, this is a terrible wrong. It's a terrible sin. There's so many. No, we have to say people abort for a reason. Even John Paul II said, you aborted for a reason. You were trying to protect somebody. You were trying to protect some value. You have to find the reason why they aborted. It was a good reason. They were trying to protect a good, their education, their relationship with their parents, whatever it was, their reputation, their self-esteem. That's what they were trying to do. Nobody, very few people choose evil for evil's sake. Every time we do something yeah. wrong, we are choosing a yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. grace builds on nature. So I want to do one little thing for two of you. I want the two of you to think when you were eight years old, mm -hmm. what did you like to do for fun? I like to play. Think, yeah. Just think for a minute and go back to that time. You're eight years old, nine years old, eight or nine. You're past the age of reason. You're with your buddies or whatnot. So yeah. what did you like? What I did like you to, like? I like to hang out with with my buddies, and we play for hours and hours outside. We go roller, I mean, um, skateboarding and things like that. Had so fun. you liked you liked moving your muscles and being with other guys, right? Yep. Okay, and uh, <laughs> yeah. What about you, Dustin? Yeah, uh, same thing. I like to you know be with my friends and play basketball or play video games, play with action figures, play with the toys. That, that's what I like to so, do. And think of your, think of who loved you the most when you were a kid. And what, what did you do to be happy when you, what was your coping mechanism to be happy when you were having troubles? What did you do? Did you read a book? Did you go outside? Did you lift weights? I went you to know? my parents. I would go to my mom or I would. Yeah. Same. Go to her my arms. mom. My mom. Wow. Okay. Now, that's wonderful. But did you notice that just for a minute you were in a different headspace? 
Yeah. You were I not. I was back in, in 1992 playing with them. I was back. You took me back. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and didn't you feel you felt yourself? Yeah. You. We have to start every ministry on the good. You don't start. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Marianne. I'm an alcoholic. You know. No. You don't start that way. You start. I am Marianne. I'm created as a by God. Good as a woman. <clears throat> You're created good as a man. And God gave you gifts. So we start with those gifts. And guess what? You reconnected with your natural gifts when you thought about those things. That's because right. each of each of you dealt with life in little different ways and enjoyed yourself in different ways. That gives you a clue to yourself. That strength that you have in your natural being. Your natural being is like an, an ivy plant that can grow through concrete and up tall buildings it can do anything that's your natural being we harness that we start with that for truth and goodness we don't start with weakness and sin and then what's the second part of your identity i mean who made you god and then what happened shortly after you were born god remade you he claimed you for his own so that's your identity as a child of god and he never gives up on his children. He grabbed you. He yeah. claimed you. He made you holy on that day. And you are never not holy. Never. Holy means belong to God. That's so, right. So. Set apart. That's, yeah. That's a, God. Super, that's a supernatural power. That grace inside you. And I'm telling you what. When you start with that power of the grace of the sacrament. And you start with that power of the natural goodness of the being of a person healing's easy wow. if you start with the if you start with the problems you never get there right right so what how do you find with i'm, I'm wondering like the, the group the team the core team that's running these retreats is it one or two individuals is it uh, a group that runs yeah. them? no it's uh it's the, the retreats are small six to twelve people and then the team will be generally two people or more, depending on uh, if, if people can help from the, it used to be I had them in a little house. So there were just uh, two two people helping. We're, we're, we're blessed for the first time to have um, clergy helping us. Not, wow. And well, maybe I shouldn't say that people be afraid, but no, this is um, uh, a priest will be there. Often a deacon is there. Um, but they're there That's as good, they're there as participants oh. because they have lost people. They need to know what their people have gone through and mm-hmm. how to heal. So it's really wonderful. I had a priest once who was a missionary in South America, and uh, he was. They had a terrible earthquake. I think it was in Peru, and. Uh, all these buildings fell down except the church, all the school, the orphanage. Many, many children were killed, mm. and he survived. And he had terrible survival guilt. Wow. So this helps. This retreat helps people let go of false guilt. It helps. It's just, it's a wonderful um, form of healing for, and, and it's applicable. The method the steps are applicable to any kind of trauma loss or, or past situation that's bad. But this time we're adapting it to, um, to post-abortion loss. And we help people, we use their mind, like you say, reason. They understand what happened. And that's what the Pope said. He said, try to understand what happened. Try to understand the factors. But realize that, you know, God's mercy is great and don't be afraid. So we use understanding. There are some programs that just use emotion. There are a lot of, um, uh, I've seen some programs that just rely on the person accepting guilt. And um, to, to me, that most, most people have varying degrees of guilt, you know. And you, we can't decide how guilty someone is. That's between them and their conscience and God. But if you give them truth, 
And we're finding truth, the truth about abortion, the truth about how people used you, the truth about how people hurt you, the truth about the effects of abortion, the truth about the child, the truth about God's will for the child, the truth about God's love, the truth about forgiveness. It's just when you stand in truth, you stand in love. Hmm. And amazing. we would be doing a disservice, Marianne, if we didn't mention there's another type of retreat that you run that you help a lot of people with and that is a, a a retreat for people who've had miscarriages yes there's one coming up on december whatever fifth i think, I think you said the, yeah the, i believe it's, it's saturday well is it november 5th is for the post-abortion retreat yes and oh, okay. I think that the other one is November is December 10th or 7th or I don't know. It's the Saturday. Okay. Um, here, yeah, there's, a, there's definitely a December 10th. Uh, hey. So that might be it. Oh, is that December 10th? Let me check. Just a second. It's Saturday. It, there is a December 10th. That's right. Okay. It is. It's, that's wonderful. And, um, but we recently had, I developed a, a kind of a paraliturgical celebration that happens during mass are for people who've lost children before birth and uh they recently had that at a at a venue and about 35 couples came and that was lovely wow that's good that's now the is this one also going to be held at alexander house or a different location um the location will be provided when people sign up okay so we'll have that in our show notes yeah because we don't want it it's not like we're trying to keep a big secret we just don't want people to say, oh, it's going to be at such and such a parish, and all those people know me, and da da da. No, it's not a place where you need to worry about that. Okay. Um, uh, but people, people are kind of afraid. So you you'll know. provide us with a link, Marianne, that people can click on, definitely, and and, uh, and uh, sign definitely. up for that one as well. Well, there's a, um, I believe I sent you a website page that had it was kind of a website that had yeah. a URL. L code Great. on it. I'm not quite sure how the technology can work. That you're the you're the geeks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, yeah, I've yeah, lost that. I've lost my uh, picture, but I don't know yeah. where you are. But I, you can hear me, so that's okay. Yeah, we can definitely hear you. Um, yeah, we'll provide all of those. Definitely, the links have all that. That way, everyone when they they need this information and when they search it and they look for it it'll be right there easily access easily accessible my, for my them. uh my helper this time is a veteran helper and she's an rn and she's had a long history with this she's very good you know rns they're very they're, they're full of information and they can help you because they don't they know what they know their stuff they know Definitely. how to help people so she's good um and unfortunately, we'll have. I usually love to have men at the retreat, also. Good. Uh, usually, well, that's good. Usually, yeah. couples come. All right. Yeah. So, November, I'm looking at what you sent me. November, a post abortion retreat, healing retreat, November 5th, 2022. And then in December, the natural miscarriage healing retreat, December 10th, 2022. Right. And right. we will have that website information. Uh, people can obviously Great uh, sign up. Yeah, please, please up. do, please do. If you know yeah, somebody, we, or, or if you can, you, you know the organization sponsoring it, so you can put out the phone number. Right, exactly. Um, we I, will have all have of that information on our show notes. If anybody is looking for it, yes, if you please. know somebody who can use please. one of these retreats, that would be uh, fantastic. Share please it with pass them. on, yeah, yes. pass on the information. Um, Marianne, how I'm curious, do you make peace? Uh, with the reality, with others, with the child, with God at these retreats. Can you talk a little bit about that? I know you don't want to talk yes. very specifically. Yeah, I don't but... want to get specific, but okay, look at it this way. The church teaches, this is the reason part again, that evil is a privation. Evil is not a thing, right? It's an absence, yeah. It's an absence of something. And when we choose something evil, it's a misdirection of our will. We're pointing yeah. it the wrong way. Yep. People think they can't ever get over abortion. Well, abortion consists of three things. It's a choice. It's the effects of the choice. And um, the goal? <laughs> no. Well, it's what happens, of course. Yes. But uh, and that that is 
uh, oh, and then it's the memory of the choice. Okay. Memory. Okay. That, so the choice itself is wrong. It's a deviation of your will. As soon as you turn your will back to God, because of the connection Jesus Christ has made between us and God, as soon as you repent, you're forgiven. There is no sin in your will anymore. Just like if you're shooting a gun the wrong direction and then you turn and shoot it at the target and you hit the target, there's no more bad aim. Yeah, right. well, sin is to miss the mark. When we yes. sin, that's exactly. to miss the mark. So when you correct your aim so you have the mark, yeah. do you still have the sin? The sin is disappeared by our by God's forgiveness of our when we repent. It's disappeared. Why? Because it never was anything. It was something lacking. And when we put in what was lacking, the right direction, union with God again, there's no sin anymore. What's left? What happened and the memory of what happened. Now, let's. what happened was a bunch of bad stuff happened to the person who aborted, a bunch of bad stuff done by other people, and the baby was killed. Okay, now let's focus on the baby. The baby is gone. That's a loss. But we know that the baby is still alive. Christ has rescued that baby. That baby still lives with God. That baby is in God's hands. So uh, we, temp we at the beginning of the tree, we say, okay, we're not going to go there right now, but, but I just want you to know, don't worry about it, because the baby's safe with God right now. People are traumatized by what happens when the baby dies, and that's very traumatic, and that is people get traumatized by the sights, sounds, vision, the, the feeling, the visceral feeling of what happens in a physical trauma. Same thing with war, same thing with car wrecks. You know, but you look at, we look at the reality that the baby is with God. So ultimately we make peace with the child. That's the ultimate peace. And, but we have to prepare the way first. People can't face the child first. You have to help them face that there was a child. You have to help them um, realize that God has rescued the child. Wow. What's left after that are the effects on you and other people, uh, the effect on the child, of course, but the effects of you and other people are the injuries that you've done to each other. We have two ways to deal with injuries. One is um, you forgive them, and we know that God is going to heal all injuries. Yep. No one goes to heaven with a broken arm. <laughs> yeah, that's a good God point. is going to <laughs> heal every single injury. Glorified Nothing bodies. Nothing is going to not be healed. Yep. Now, he is going to heal it in this life or the next. Yeah. And very often and most of the time in this life. So we pray for healing and we, we have to, there's mutual forgiveness. We ask forgiveness and, and um, grant forgiveness. So that's dealing with the effects. The final thing is the memory. This is what torments people. They can't forget it. Well, I always tell this story at the retreat. So if you come, people come to the retreat, you're going to hear it again. If you are on your honeymoon and you get drunk on a cruise ship and you uh -oh. fall off the ship, oh, okay. I think you've heard this one before. I was like, where is this going? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> you fall off the ship and you're drowning. You don't say, that's okay. I'll swim to shore for the next 200 miles. Yeah. No. You want to be rescued, and you are very happy when someone comes around and throws oh, you yeah. a life. And the next time you see, you have the reunion of the Coast Guard and all the people they save. They have a big party every year. When you see those Coast Guard people, are you going to be embarrassed? I, a little gonna, bit. <laughs> I think a oh, little no, bit. No, hopefully not. When they, not saved, very thankful. When yeah, they yeah. saved your life? No way. Yeah, no. you're gonna be super. In thankful. the military, guys save each other's backs all the time. They're not embarrassed or ashamed. Yeah, so no, this yeah, is no, they're not. Yeah. This is how we deal with the memory. The memory becomes like St. Peter and St. Paul. When we remember the horrible things that we've done in our lives, instead we remember God's mercy. We remember being rescued. Do you remember the hero? Yeah. And it 
we become glad. And that is the essence of the Christian life, to walk in humility and praise and thanksgiving of God. And you can't do that unless you know you've sinned and Mm. you've Mm -hmm. surrendered your sin. We can only know Jesus as sinners. That's right. Our Savior. I need a hero. I'm holding out for a hero to the end. I said, yeah, that's a good way to think about that. Yeah. What were you saying? Well, the, the Roger, is thank you for singing us out. We're running out of time. <laughs> Marianne, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank again. you. Yes. And oh, please, n- next time you're, you you have a, a need to get the word out for more retreats and more participants, please don't yep. forget about us. Okay. We love you. We thank you so thank much you. for the work love that you, you do. do. Good work. You do you do amazing work, and we can't wait to see you and hear from you Think again. Think of some geeky ways to get this stuff out there. We yeah. will. Oh, well, I, I actually know one. One. I think okay. we all know one way. I'll just leave it at that. I think there's one okay. geeky way. Yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank okay. you. So, God and bless. it's not email, right? No, it's not email. <laughs> Look, we may oh. all be paper and pencil before long. So that's right. Well, this has been faith reason and geekdom i'm roger that is marianne parks that's that marianne parks the wonderful amazing marianne parks bye, thank you for coming shut up. Shut up. Okay, bye. god love you bye-bye bye